I really don't think that the week two slate could have been much better than it was. And you know what? That's what we're here to do today. Welcome back to Bach Fantasy Talk, episode three. I'm your host, Bach, alongside with our new guest speaker, Beck Jenke. Um, before we start, we have a, ooh, this is a week three preview, week two review. And I'm going to hand it over to our new guest speaker, Beck Jenke. Uh, Beck, we, the viewers or the listeners, we want you to know. Uh, who is on your fantasy team? What fantasy team do you root for? Not fantasy team. What NFL team do you root for? Guys, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. I actually am a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, I've got Derrick Henry on my team, James Conner, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel. You guys know the deal. Jalen Hurts, he's been on absolute fire lately. Got the Browns defense. They didn't do much last week. A solid zero points. And Cade York is my kicker. So that ended not so great. Yeah, rough week. All right, how we normally do, we're going to do a little Falcons preview, and then we'll dive into the Thursday night games, the 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games, Sunday night game, two Monday night games, which we normally don't get, and then we will do defenses and waiver wire pickups. Um, so Falcons, Falcons uh, almost came back. Let's just say that. Let's just hop in the uh, 8 o'clock game. Mike Williams had a great game. Obviously, he showed the boomer bust potential that he had last year. Um, really good game. Keenan Allen most likely will be back week three. Um, I wouldn't start any of the other receivers um, for the Chargers besides Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, even though I don't think Mike Williams will win you weeks. You know, he will win you weeks, and he will lose you weeks, that's for sure. Um, Austin Eckler, um, I, I really tough to watch the game from a fantasy standpoint, but he finishes as the RB4 this week, which I think was really good. Um, 14 carries. He saw 65% snap share which um, really isn't that good, but he's doing really well for running back. He's RB13 right now in the league I'm in. So, oh, I also won this week. I, didn't say, I don't think I said that, but he's at RB13 right now. I wouldn't trade him. I keep him. The running backs are so slim. It's really tough to get running backs to come by. Um, Justin Herbert should be back. He's day-to-day. I don't like day-to-day as much as I like questionable. I think day-to-day is not the best, but um, I think he'll be back. Um, heading over... Heading over to the Chiefs side of the ball, there's really only two people I would start from this team. Um, that's um, Mahomes and Kelsey. Of course, Clyde Edwards-Ware is doing really well right now, but I just he got a 47% snap share. I'd look to trade him. Really not doing too well. I, I just can't. I mean, you'll put him in your lineup, but 47% snap share is really, really low for a guy this high. I think it's really starting to be touchdown dependent. Um, really good Thursday night game, though, from a community perspective and watching the game. Um, heading over to the Jets and Cleveland game. I'll let Beck talk about Cleveland in a little bit. Um, Garrett Wilson, really someone to look out for. I keep him in your team. I would probably start him this week. They're playing the Bengals. Bengals secondary is really not that good. Um, they'll probably be down, probably be throwing the ball. Um, he wasn't really in the two wide receiver sets, which I found weird. Um, but he received a 38% uh, target share, which is really good. Um, I think Elijah Moore is a bench player for right now. The running backs are really a toss-up. It's kind of like Jacksonville. We'll get into Jacksonville a little bit. But um, I think you just play both, honestly. If you have both, I'd play both. I mean, they drop a solid 10 points per week. But right now, I'd probably play Carter over Brees Hall if I had to pick that. Uh, Cleveland side of the ball, um, Nick Chubb's a must-start. He's already won right now. But, I mean, three touchdowns. And he just came out saying that he was the one who cost him the game. He had that third touchdown. But I would keep him. He's really good right now. And, I mean, if they're going to run the ball a lot um, with Jacoby Brissett in there, I think that's a good thing. Beck, what do you got to say on that? Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, Nick Chubb, he's he's been so solid this year, and he'll always be top five in the league in rushing anyway. So I think getting the three touchdowns is huge, considering he's never been the red zone guy. 
that he was in the previous week and just being a Browns fan, seeing it at the end of last year. Kareem Hunt usually has those duties, but to see him get the three touchdowns was pretty good. Um, I would also say Jacoby Brissett, obviously he's not a fancy target if you're in a 12-team, but he just he plays a really efficient brand of football, only uh, 22 of 27 passing just for under two, 250 yards. He did have the one touchdown to Amari Cooper, which was a great throw, by the way. He almost had a second one to Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I think he just played a pretty solid game, but... Definitely not a start if you're in a 12 team, but if you're in a 16 to 20 team um, league, I would definitely consider it. Yeah, I mean, really good game. Really good game to watch unless you're a Browns fan. Amari Cooper could be a solid flex. Um, I wouldn't put him at that wide receiver one role right now, but you know, it maybe increases. Heading to Detroit. Detroit won that game. Um, Wentz and Samuel are must starts for right now. They were doing really well. That offense is really explosive, but that defense just took a major toll. I think they need Chase Young back. Um, Terry McCorn's really hard to watch from a fantasy perspective. Um, he just gets those big plays, and he's really risky in the fourth quarter. I mean, Washington didn't get, didn't get going until the third quarter. Um, I got Wentz as the top 10 quarterback for fantasy the rest of the year. Schedule's really easy. Um, the only concern is if you're uh, pushing the playoffs, he has a bye week 14. But Wentz and Samuel are must-starts for sure. Samuel's wide receiver eight, which is really good. Um, i trade Antonio Gibson. I really don't think he's going to get that much of a role. Brian Robinson's back, pressing on the side. Uh, if you didn't know, he got shot twice. So I'm starting a lot of people on that team. I might pick up Brian Robinson right now because we're, what, week three, so he has two more weeks before he comes back. So if you need a running back, I'd pick him up. Um, DeAndre Swift did really well on a limited role, but the carries really concerned me. I want to trade him, but I would just consider this is kind of scary for the role he got. I mean, Jamal Williams had 13 touches compared to his five. But, I mean, he's really explosive. He'll do plays. They're getting the ball. Um, Among Us St. Brown had a really, really good game. He's going to be a top five receiver this year and a league winner. Um, I mean, nothing really need to say with that. Goff's a good, maybe sleeper quarterback. I think he's QB 10 right now. So he's doing really well. Um, Hawkinson's not getting the role I would like to see from TJ Hawkinson. Just, I feel like in the past he was a lot better, but I guess Goff's really leaning towards Among Us, which is probably a good thing. But just not, not really doing it. I really don't know how they put up 36 points. But yeah, you got it back. I would definitely say I wouldn't press the panic button yet on TJ Hawkinson. I think... He had seven targets in that last game, although he only caught three of them. I still don't think it's very much of a concern, considering that you say he's the number two option passing-wise. Because, I mean, Josh Reynolds, he probably won't have three catches for 40 yards again next game. So I think he's still, Hawkinson could get upwards of five receptions. Now the yards is a, is a concern, considering he only has nine yards per catch. Um, I think he could still break it for uh, more than 10 to 15, but... I would definitely keep an eye on him, but I wouldn't press the panic button just yet. Yeah, I just saw that target. That's really good. Um, I forgot to talk about Jahan Dotson. Um, really, I thought I said last week he was going to be um, – it was a fluke week, but, I mean, he scored a touchdown again. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen, but he looked good. Long's reception was a 40-yard, so I'm um, pretty good, pretty good in the lineup. Um, Tampa, New Orleans, Mike Evans suspended one game. Um, Chris Godwin is playing. I would most likely play him, but I mean, right now I'd say probably play Russell Gage. I don't know who's Brady's gonna throw to. Uh, Brady and Fournette. I mean, it's kind of obvious they were gonna have. They're saying to their crypt tonight. Um, didn't have the best game. Brady's really starting to. I don't think he's taking a downgrade, but he's just. You know, it's the age is starting to hit him. Taking Wednesdays off. I'd still put him in my lineup. I'd still put Fournette in my lineup. Fournette also tweeted, "Sorry, fantasy owners. Touchdowns are coming soon, so I think he gets one this week." Um, Alave really got that wide receiver two role 
on New Orleans' side of the ball. He received more targets than Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas got combined. Um, I forget what share he got, but it was a really good share. I'm still starting Michael Thomas. I think Olave would be a good flex for right now. Um, Kamara injury is really something to watch, and it's kind of concerning me. I saw Mark Ingram got 10 uh, carries for 60 yards, but um, uh, just Kamara's not really looking like himself week one. And if he already got injured this early, I would potentially try to trade him for maybe two or three guys. But, I mean, if you need a running back, they're so slim right now. It's crazy. You just got to keep him. I'd pick up Mark Andrew, or I would definitely get Mark Ingram if you have him right now. Immediately trade or VIA waiver wire. Let's yeah, but, yeah. The touchdowns are coming from Mark Ingram. They've got a decent matchup coming up this week. I really think he gets in the end zone against the uh, Panthers. Nick Chubb was great against the Panthers in week one. And I think he really gets in the end zone here. So, yeah, he could have upwards of 13, 14 points if you're looking at a guy with a projection of, what, 9 or 10? Yeah, I mean, considering uh, going into the third quarter, this game was 3-3 three to three ball game. Really was an exciting game. Really tough to watch from a community uh, perspective. Um, heading to uh, New York, New York Giants. CMC is not really living up to the hype, but he 14 and 16 is really solid. He finishes RB5 this week, not even scoring a touchdown. Um, I think uh, Walker Richens, I remember he said a really good analogy that Baker Mayfield is trying too hard to not be bad, that he's not throwing CMC the ball. Because, I mean, watching that game, CMC was open a ton. He just didn't throw it to him at all, and he doesn't. He just runs the ball. So, I mean, Baker being the starting quarterback is a really downgrade for um, Carolina fantasy players. Um, DJ Moore is a really risky play. I'd try to get rid of him now. Um, I thought last week I said Robbie Anderson was a good waiver wire pickup. He's not the move for right now. Um, I mean, he's really hard to trust. He had that one fumble, not really looking too hot. Um, going to New York, Saquon on 11, I think 11.9. I mean, he's really not himself without those big plays, but I mean, Andrew Thomas had a really good game from the tackle standpoint. I think he was the highest graded tackle in all of NFL from PFF, but just really didn't do too hot. That, it's such a tough team to watch, but they win games, which is a good thing. Sterling Shepard is my top waiver wire pickup for the week. Um, he's seen, I think he had 10 targets. Saw a really good snap share. Kenny Galladay dropped him now. He only saw two snaps. He's out in New York. I'm pretty sure released or VIA trade. Um, Kadarius Tony could probably be dropped if you have better options. I'm putting, I am throwing down the panic button on Kadarius Tony for sure. He had all this talent coming out of the draft. Everyone was like, why wasn't he picked earlier? Why wasn't he picked earlier? And why didn't he have a bigger rookie year? I really think he's just, he's not what everyone thought he was going to be coming out of Florida. I think everyone sort of caught the SEC um, little bias thing by surprise. And he is, I'm definitely sticking the um, panic button down on him for sure. Yeah, it kind of stinks I picked him, but um, he'll be fine. Or actually, he won't be fine. He'll be gone. Um, going to Pittsburgh, uh, Pats win that game. If uh, I looked at Damien Harris' status, I really didn't see much, but if he's out, uh, Stevenson is a must-start. Forget his first name. Um, yeah, um, a lot of hype on Nelson Aguilar. He's really high on his projected. I mean, you could pick him up, but I would definitely not start him because we've got to see who Mac Jones likes more. Really poor game, honestly. Really bad game. Yeah. I'm surprised about Devontae Parker. I haven't – maybe he's hurt. I'm not sure. But I just – I remember looking at him as a post-draft trade target. He was drafted by Luke Harpering, and I just – I haven't seen him yet much. I mean, I was expecting him to have a decent year. I was hearing a lot coming out of training camp that he was playing really well. And I haven't seen it. Yeah, two targets, no catches. That might need to change soon. And yeah, it, it, we'll see. I doubt it does, though. 
two two really defense dependent teams going against each other. Amy and Jacksonville was a really interesting one um, from a score standpoint, uh, 24 to nothing Jacksonville. But Michael Pittman is really the offense that really helps their offense get going. Um, I think he'll be back week three. I think he's day-to-day right now. I'm pretty sure he'll be back. He should definitely be in your lineup. Um, they play the Chiefs, which we haven't mentioned any week three games. But I think this game's going to end up being a shootout at home. I think this is the Colts' first home game at home for the first time. I think everyone's going to be comfortable. I think Jonathan Taylor has a big game. They're playing the Chiefs. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Pittman is really going to be a good player, potentially wide receiver one this week. Um, but Jonathan Taylor had an off game in Jacksonville. Nothing really to worry about. No one could get going. Matt Ryan had no one to throw to. They got to trade for a receiver, honestly, if they want to um, come back. So that division's wide open right now for, honestly, anyone, probably except Houston. Um, running back discussion about Jacksonville. I think this will be a good topic considering I have Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Um, James Robinson is the running back to start this week going forward. For me, 23 carries compared to ETN's nine. He saw all the goal line work. ETN saw no goal line work whatsoever. I'm starting Robinson. Of course, this week when I start Robinson, I bet ETN has a touchdown. But Robinson is the RB6 right now, so I got to keep him keep him while he's hot. Um, ETN is RB38, so I, I'm keeping Robinson. I'm starting him. Um, it's a really tough start. If I get it wrong, I get it wrong. I'll take it, but I'm starting Robinson this week. Christian Kirk is a must-start. Really, they paid him, and actually, he destroyed the market. But he's playing like a paid receiver, which is a good thing. Right now, he's probably top twenty wide receiver in the league. Really high fantasy wide receiver, and he's potentially a league winner, which is a good thing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. If you don't like Jameis Winston on the waiver wire, if Carson Wentz is on your waiver wire, I mean, Trevor Lawrence could probably be potentially be a good start this week, playing uh, the Chargers, which will most likely they'll be down, so they'll have to be passing the ball a lot. Yeah, man. I mean. I think we need to go to this Miami-Baltimore uh, game really quickly. I think that was the game of the week for sure. Oh, by far. By far the game of the week. Absolutely wonderful. We had an absolute shootout. Two attack of Iloa played great. 470 yards through the air. Two picks. That's okay. But the six touchdowns. And, I mean, how many points did he have? 45, something like that. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 42, and I think Waddle had 40. Do you know what two of his numbers were? Uh, 44. Yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable stats from that whole receiving core and, obviously, the quarterback, too. Great game for Lamar Jackson. Bateman had a huge 20. He was in Walker Richens' bench, I remember. Oh, yeah. Wanting him at the um, at the draft. So, I think, I mean, it's just a, it was a great game. Game of the week. Although the Browns game and the and the Jets were really good, it was just, I think it was more exciting watching Lamar Jackson and Tua go back down the field, back and forth. So Yeah, really good game. Kind of took what I was going to say. Um, but I'm not starting a single running back in either, either of these rooms unless J.K. Dobbins is back. Not starting a single running back in Miami. It's so tough to watch. The wire series are awesome. Obviously, two might be the re- real deal. Um, big game against Buffalo this week to prove it. A little week three, good week three matchup. Andrew, Mark Andrews had a great game. Um, tight end two right now. Atlanta and L.A. And a lot of people, this was a really good game. Drake London is a must start for sure. And I think this, is, this season is really deja vu for me. Because I think this is a repeat for Cordero Patterson. Um, I think... He's going to have his really good weeks, and he's going to have his off weeks. I think he has a really good week this week against Seattle. I think the Falcons are honestly going to blow Seattle out of the water. Um, but Pitts has not seen the role that people would like him to play. And obviously, that's right. He's tight end 35 right now. He's averaging 3.9 per game. Um, it's tough to watch. Arthur Smith also is trying to act like he's Bill Belichick and say this isn't fantasy football, but he's got to see a role. But Pitts is also developing a better blocking role, and I think that's due to John Fitzpatrick being out right now because I think Fitzpatrick will play that blocking role. But I think Pitts gets more involved in the offense this week. I think Mario's going to look 
to him. But also, uh, Drake London, most of his points just came to him when the um, Rams receivers were off, seven or eight yards off, and the Falcons just snapped the ball and threw it right to London. Um, so that was a really good thing for Drake London fantasy owners. He's a must-start. Um, Algier could be a sneaky pickup if you got room. Got the same amount of carries as Patterson, but uh, filling that Damian Williams role who's on the IR. Um, Rams, Cooper Cup's automatic. A-Rob is good flex for now. A little risky. I feel like um, same thing as last year. I don't. I mean, he'll get the ball, but I don't think he'll get that much. Um, Daryl Henderson is running back to start for now, but I think Am- Akers is going to get a roll in the future. Um, Seattle and 49ers. Seattle's just going to be a bunch of wide receiver garbage points. Oh, uh, about the Rams. Tyler Higby should be in your lineup. He's getting the ball a lot. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, I don't think there's anybody else I'd really play. Seattle and 49ers, wide receivers got a bunch of garbage time points. I really can't start any of them. I mean, I, I would start them this week maybe because they're going against the Falcons, but the Falcons got a really good secondary. Falcons are blowing them out of the water. Again, I just said that. I'm not starting Rashad Penny. Nothing I would like. Kenneth Walker might get a roll. They played a good team, though. But, yeah. I will say, although the Seahawks lost and they only scored seven points, Geno Smith had a pretty efficient game, just 24 of 30 passing. The yards weren't there. Obviously, he threw a pick. I would still not count him out as a bench guy to have in the possible future if you have a decent starting quarterback. Just because, I mean, he could get hot with these receivers with Lockett and um, DK Metcalf because they still have a really good receiving core, although we might not start them because of the whole, their whole offensive line situation and it's still Geno Smith. He could still be a good, efficient quarterback if you're looking, if you're really down bad. So I. I, I sort of like that, and um, as you said, the Seahawks will not cover the minus two, and they'll get blown out by the Falcons. That's that's a big that's a big swing in the NFL, yeah. especially. So that'd be cool to see. Uh huh. Um, actually, I mean, stinks for Trey Lance. Obviously, I was really high on him. I had him in all my leagues, but I think everyone's stock goes up with Jimmy G playing. Um, IU could potentially got a lot of receptions, but I think everyone's stock goes up. I think Debo's stock goes up. It's the same as last year. Ayuk stock goes up. Obviously, Kittle's a must-play when he's back because tight ends are so slim. I don't know when he gets back. But um, really good play this week. Um, Bengals and Cowboys. Wide receivers are still going to produce um, from the Bengals' side of the ball. Um, I mean, they should have won this game definitely. But, I mean, I think Jamar. my take is Jamar Chase. Honestly, I said Pittman is going to be the wide receiver one earlier. Jamar Chase is going to be the wide receiver one this week by far. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be the wide receiver one. Um, I think he goes for a 35-plus. Um, I'm not hitting the panic button on Joe Burrow yet. And I'm, I'm counting this out in training camp. I don't think anyone really is on sync right now because Joe Burrow missed all of training camp. And I think this also shows from an NFL GM perspective that you can't go out and buy an offensive line and draft rookies and expect them to fit right away. Mm-hmm. So they're struggling. I mean, everyone's struggling on that line. And obviously they played a really good defensive team in um, the Dallas Cowboys. But they, I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button on the Bengals yet. No need to worry about mixing. But I think give them five or six more games, and obviously the offensive line will hopefully for them be gelled. Yeah. And just breaking news on the Cowboys' side, uh, Jerry Jones today at about noon, this is on Tuesday, he said Dalton Schultz's knee is not a long-term issue, but he will still likely be ruled out for week three, their matchup on Monday Night Football. So to fantasy owners like myself, um, you may need to look for an alternative option for this upcoming slate of games. Um, you got some guys like Hayden Hurst, um, Logan Thomas out there. Evan could, Ingram. Evan Ingram could be huge too. Just just some guys that get you eight to nine points. You really only need that and just hope your receivers and your running backs produce for sure. Yeah, if you're banking on Dalton Schultz potentially playing and want to keep Brian with him, I would pick up the 
Um, Giants tight end or the Cowboys backup tight end. Unfortunately, I don't know who any of those guys are, but I'll pick up one of them. Worst case scenario, you throw them in your lineup, pray they get a touchdown. Um, I'm still not starting anyone from the Cowboys. I mean, if you got if you got to play a running back, play Zeke or Pollard. But I mean, or CD Lamb. But the only person I really should start is Schultz, but he's out. I mean, it's really tough to play these guys. I mean, I think they had a really lucky win at home. There's no way they beat the Giants on Monday. If they do, congratulations. But actually, I will play their defense this week. That's for sure. Um, I will say, I, I think you could play Tony Pollard against the Giants. Do the Giants right now are listed as the 19th ranked running um, defense? I still think you could play him as your flex. Possibly, he's projected 11 and a half points. I will be playing him as my flex over AJ Dillon, who's projected 12.6, just because of how good that Tampa Bay offense is, or uh, defense is. Because, like we just saw, Mark Ingram didn't get a touchdown. He got six yards per carry, but he still just wasn't getting anything out of the backfield. So I think if you're deciding between Tony Pollard and another middle round running back like AJ Dillon, I think you still give Tony Pollard the edge, despite the little discrepancy in projection. Yeah, the under will definitely go in this game for sure. I'm pretty sure the over-under is not too high. Uh, Denver and Houston was really bad. I mean, I, it's tough to play anyone from the Texans. Maybe Cooks, but I really wouldn't even play him. Russ cannot cook in the end zone. And I'm tired I'm tired of their coach coming out in every, every media after the game, listening to the media and saying he's doing stuff wrong. He's apologizing. That's not when NFL coaches are there. You know what, maybe a high school or college coach can apologize to the media, but I don't need this NFL coach every week coming out and apologizing to the media and saying what he's doing wrong, listening to the media. That's not what NFL coaches do. All right, so I think he gets fired now. I would fire him now because I'm tired of him saying that. It really makes me mad. Like, just go out there and just play football and stop whining after the game when someone criticizes you. Go out and win. You won the game. Just take your win and know what you got to do. You got two weeks. You got 15 weeks left, 15 games left. Stop whining to the media. I'm tired of it. Sudden stock is up. Judy potentially be back. But I'm tired of their coach all the freaking time whining to the media. I do think that you could see the Broncos going on a slide here. They're playing the 49ers, Raiders, Colts, Chargers. You could see four losses in a row. I think in these next four games, the best possible situation is probably one and three with maybe a win against the Colts. But I think with Jimmy G coming back for the Niners, you still have a solid offense in the Raiders. The Colts could see some upside there. Hopefully better than this past week, and obviously Justin Herbert and the Chargers, he'll be fully healthy by then. You could see the Denver Broncos have a 1-6 record by Week 7. Yeah, heading into uh, Vegas. Vegas celebrated way too early, and but I don't blame them. They're up a lot. I would trade Marquise Brown now. Granted, he was a couple yards away from a touchdown multiple times, but he's not seen the role I'd like with Hopkins out. I just can't watch anyone in this offense from a fantasy standpoint besides Kyler Murray. Kyler, just this is what he did two years ago. He just does it all. I just can't do it anymore. Going back on the Marquise Brown, I was a, you know, I'm a Browns fan. Been a big AFC North fan and watched a ton of Ravens games the last two, three years. I've seen too much of people saying Marquise Brown is good. I think just he gets so many deep balls. Half of them he catches, half he doesn't. And if he doesn't get that deep ball production, he doesn't score a touchdown. He's getting four to five points. And he did get in the end zone this past weekend, but no, I would no, he did. No, he didn't. I don't think he did. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you only got in week one. Okay. And we're still with, anyways, with that role of DeAndre Hopkins still not being there, which I actually have him on my bench at the moment. I traded Marquise Brown a few weeks ago in hopes to get Debo Samuel, and that's exactly what I did. So if he is on your team, I'd definitely say, like Fox said, just trade him. Just get him out of there. Yeah, I mean, um, hanging the Raiders side of the ball. Adams had his four this week, only nine points, seven targets, only caught two of those targets. 
It is four. He'll get back. They got to look at more in the fourth quarter. Stop targeting him, Hunter Renfro. Actually, Hunter Renfro might not even be playing this week. Darren Waller finally got the work I still would like him to see, but he did not get the snap share I liked him to see. I think it was about 60% of the, snap, the routes. 60% of the passing plays he ran routes, which is not good. For this high of a tight end and this high of a talent. Bears and Packers. I didn't even write anything this, down in this game. I forgot. Do not start anyone from Chicago. Maybe David Montgomery. It's so bad. Their team is so bad. Just the field said, is anyone even trying on this team? Then yeah. you know the team's bad. Anytime you hear that, you just know this team's bad. They're going to go 1-16 for sure. Green Bay side of the ball. Start both running backs. AJ Dillon, always great in week two. Um, Lazard looked like the wide receiver one. I would play Rod. I wouldn't play Rodgers, but if you got to, just play him. Nothing wrong with him. He'll do well. Yeah, I think Rodgers, if you're not in a league that's, you know, 16 teams, if you have the luxury of sticking him on your bench like I do when I have Jalen Hurts, I would just stash him for a while. You know, you can wait till Hurts' bye week or if he has a dip in production, which I don't foresee him doing. You know, you could use him as a possible trade target, but I would not start him now. I think he got 18 points this past week. Um, he had lesser. He had less the week before. I think you just sit him for now. And, um, yeah, on Justin Fields, he scored the only touchdown for the Bears. His rushing attack is actually not bad compared to his passing. So I think if you're looking at him as a fantasy quarterback, you have to just focus on his rushes. He's not going to do much out of the air. He needs to get Cole Komet involved in that offense. And Darnell Mooney, I don't know why people still draft him. He's just not. His ADP is way too inflated, and I don't. I forget who drafted him in our league, but it was Chase a Stewart. Very big mistake. Yeah, like a lot of this team. All right, Sunday night on oh no, a Monday night football game, we had two games. Uh, Derrick Henry is not seeing what we like. Only person I would start from those te- that team, um, Taylor Luan. Obviously, the offensive line really played bad. I keep Henry in the lineup. He'll be okay. I'm not worried. He'll get that one game. Taylor Luan got credit off of knee injury. He's still being reevaluated right now as we speak. Um, from the Bills side of the ball, I would start Diggs, obviously. Allen, obviously. I would start their defense every week. I don't care who they play. Number one defense right now, average 20 points. And Gabe Davis are all must-starts in any single league. And Knox is tough to play because he's so touchdown dependent. Uh, Derrick Henry this week, he's having 20-plus points. He's playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders right now are the 28th-ranked def- uh, rushing defense. I think he gets 20-plus. You'll see a decently high-scoring game here, I think. And, I mean, yeah, you just got to look ahead. Obviously, um, Josh Allen played extremely well. Stephon Diggs, it was probably the biggest game of his career to date. And, I mean, you just you can't do anything about that if you're if you're a, a Titans defense player at this point. You just got to just whatever, take it. It's Josh Allen and it's Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Minnesota, Jay Jets, and Kirk are obviously starts, but I can't imagine playing Thielen and Irv Smith anymore. It's so tough to watch, dude. They got locked down. The Eagles are really good. I think most people have them top five in power rankings. Uh, obviously, I played Dalvin Cook, too. I forgot about him, but he's not doing what I'd like. Jalen Hurts doing really well, mm. obviously. Most likely QB1, definitely top three. Um, I can't see playing Miles Sanders, really. And I can't see playing Devontae Smith. I mean, Devontae Smith had a really good seven uh, catches for 80 yards, but I just still can't see playing him unless I see more um, I gotta see more games and how much volume he gets. But I'm definitely playing A.J. Brown. Uh, that's really it for those games. I can't say much. It doesn't matter about how Jalen Hurts passes the ball, whether Devontae Smith's catching it, whoever, A.J. Brown, there's still two decent court, uh, wide receivers. I'm going to see more. I'm gonna have to see more from Devontae Smith until I even think about trading for him. He's not on my team. Or whoever has him, I would even I would just wait until to start him, um, just get a little reevaluation there. But it does not matter what happens in Jalen Hurts' throwing attack. He's still going to get a touchdown a game. He'll get 8 to 10 carries. 
Last night, he had 11 for 57 with two touchdowns. That's what get, gave him 34 points last night, which was huge. So I'm super excited to have him on my team in the future. Yeah, wrapping up for uh, week two. Really good game, really good slate. A lot of these games are close. We're heading to our defense for this week. This is ESPN League's uh, rough estimate of how many how many there are available. These are my, I think, 11 defenses for the week. Uh, the 11th one, obviously, is tough to pick up, but we'll see. Texans are available in 99% of the league. They play the Bears. Cowboys are available in 36% of the leagues. They play the Giants. Giants are available in 98% of the league. They play the Cowboys. Saints are available in 24% of the leagues. They play the Panthers. Falcons are available in 99% of the leagues. Defense number five, yeah, I know. They are playing the Seahawks. Chargers are available in 50% of the leagues. They play the Jaguars. Chiefs are available in 97% of the leagues. They play the Colts. Browns are available in 45% of the leagues. Pick them up. They play the Steelers. That's a big play. Bang. I am. Sorry, sorry to sorry to interject there. I think, you know, just Mitch Trubisky, he hasn't played a big primetime game like this in this new offense. I think this Browns defense is good. I don't think that the mistakes that they made with the communication, especially communication, they don't have a talent issue. They just have a communication issue. That's one thing you get worked up really quickly, although it's a short week for practice. Now they're going to be over-communicating. I think they'll be okay in the secondary. I think that's a really big start if they're on the waiver wire or if they're on your team. I think you just pick them up immediately. That's I made sure to get them because I knew with the schedule, you could catch a team like the Steelers with Mr. Trubisky coming off of a pretty just not great week against the Cowboys to get it up. Bengals are available in 39% of the leagues. They play who do they, they play the Jets. Ravens are available in 15% of the leagues. They play, who do they even play? I don't even know. I don't know. Just pick them up. Bills are available in every league. They're a must-start no matter who they play. Waiver wire pickups. Daryl Williams plays for the Cardinals. Marcus Mariota plays for the Falcons. Sterling Shepard plays for the Giants. Noah Brown, Cowboys. Greg Dorchich, he plays for the Cardinals. Logan Thomas plays for the Commanders. Evan Ingram plays for the Jaguars. Thank you for listening. I'll try to get you out here a little bit over 30 minutes. I would like to thank Beck for coming out. Great week two slate. Thank you for listening again. If you haven't, follow our Instagram at Bach Fantasy Talk. Post a lot. Try to keep it active. Know when we're posting. Know when the episode's out. I thank you for listening. I thank you, Beck Janky, for coming in. And Thanks, we will see you next week, Wednesday night. Thank you.